Mix in the Dark. Hey, what's up? It's Mai Yang from Mix in the Dark. In this episode, I will be telling a personal story. I wanted to record this story to put on my podcast a long time ago, but I don't know why I just could not find the courage to do it. I think that I did not want to read out loud and record the experience that happened in my home because I am afraid that something bad will happen to me and my family. Why open wounds that have already been closed, right? It's a really superstitious reason. Anyway, I feel I am a lot stronger now spiritually and I feel comfortable telling it. I would not tell if I was not comfortable. If you listen to Lingva or Tales from the Abyss, then you've heard this one already. And actually, a YouTuber user named Amy made a comment on part one saying that she was invested in this story and wanted to hear more. I value my listeners and it really doesn't take much for me to try at your requests. If you did not already know, this is a continuation from my episode titled, Are We Taking Them Home? I do suggest listening to that episode first before you listen to this one so that you understand the context. I will also link that in the description if you're interested. One last note, I ask you not to judge my husband since these stories make him seem like an alcoholic. These weird things only tend to happen when my husband drinks. He drinks maybe once a month, not even, and during special family events. I have this theory that these weird things are able to happen because it only happens when his body is vulnerable. Actually, this is not unheard of. My good friend told me a story about her family member who becomes possessed like every time he drinks, and he is not a big drinker either. One could also argue that it is simply the effects of alcohol. Whatever it is, to be a witness to it all is definitely very scary. Anyway, here we are, so please enjoy. My husband and I were moving out of our apartment to a new home. It just so happens that his parents were also moving at the same time that we were moving. My husband's parents live out of state. We got everything done and a week later, I found out that my husband had to fly out to help his parents move too. We postponed our house cleansing date with my dad to a time when my husband would be back so that we could both be here. When Hmong folks cleanse an area, they use a thin branch of leaves to sweep every corner and every room where you live. They will say a blessing while doing so. At the end of the cleanse, you must dispose of the branch, symbolizing tossing away any negative energy or bad spirits that may have been left behind from the previous tenants. My husband was going to be gone for at least two to three weeks. His parents are older, so they needed a lot of help moving. They also needed help setting up internet, TV services, electricity, etc. If you've ever moved, you get the drill. It's a lot of work. This isn't the first time that he is visiting his parents for more than a week, so it was fine. We also lived with my little sister-in-law. Both she and I are working or learning from home, so we had each other's company. Our new place was a townhome located in a pretty quiet neighborhood. It had two floors and a garage. There were two bedrooms on the second floor. The living room and kitchen was on the first floor. Our garage was attached to the kitchen. The thing about this new place is that an elder lady died in the garage due to a heart attack. Her sisters found her and eventually they all moved out of the home. We weren't supposed to get this unit. There happened to be a switch up and it became the only unit available so we had to take it. I am the type of person who gets paranoid easily, especially because I tell scary stories. Knowing this little bit of information about this older lady always made me a bit jumpy at this new place. 
Anyway, with us being in a new home for only a week and my husband being gone right that first week, I felt extra lonely. I wasn't sad or anything. I just hung out a lot by myself and I didn't really have people to conversate with. My little sister-in-law and I do not really click, probably due to age differences. We're pretty neutral with each other and we'll talk here and there, but for the most part, she likes to hang out in her room. That left me by myself downstairs in the living room a lot. It's probably just me being paranoid, but throughout the time that my husband was gone, I kept sensing an emptiness around me. I kept seeing little glitches at the corner of my eyes. It's weird and I can't explain it. I try to trick my mind that it was probably just a new place and that I'm just not quite used to it yet. I should also mention that my husband and I are pregnant with our first baby. Some people believe that pregnant ladies are more prone to experiencing paranormal activities because their bodies are in a vulnerable state. I'm sure there is a lot of hormonal stuff going on as well. I was also high in anxiety with visits to the doctor's office and trying to balance my work at the same time. I also found out that I had a few spikes of high blood pressure that had to be monitored so that baby can be safe. There was a lot going on. Anyway, one week I decided to have my little niece and nephew over to make the house seem a little warmer. They did their distance learning with me downstairs in the living room. Everything was fine. When all of a sudden, I heard this super loud crash coming from the garage. Our garage is attached to the kitchen. We store our big pots and pans in the garage. I looked at my niece and nephew to ask if they heard anything. To my surprise, they both answered no. It was such a loud crash, I had no idea why they did not hear it. So I called my sister-in-law down for us to go check it out. I know what you're thinking. It's the old lady who died in the garage. But my actual first thoughts were that I hope it was not an intruder. I was more afraid of that than anything. My sister-in-law and I opened the garage door. We turned on the lights and on the ground was a lid to one of our big pots. If you've gone to a home gathering, you may know what these big pots look like. They are about two feet wide and one and a half feet tall. The lid to the pot was heavy and fits perfectly on top of the pot and it cannot slip off even when tilted. There was no way it could have flipped off or fell on its own. That's when I started to get even more paranoid, but of course I did not let it show because I'm supposed to be the adult in the house. I carried on the week like normal. My niece and nephew went home that Friday after school. When they left, I felt empty again. I assumed that it was just me missing my husband. I tried to distract myself by cooking, letting the TV run so it wasn't so quiet, playing music, talking to Alexa, the virtual assistant on the smart speakers. I did a lot of things. One night, I don't know why, but I was sitting in my bedroom and I felt this deep, overwhelming fear and it frightened me so I started crying. When I called my husband, I could not explain to him why I was crying or why I was scared. All I knew was that I was really scared. By the end of the call, I felt a little better and we were convinced that I was probably worried about my baby appointments, I was stressed about teaching online, I probably missed my husband a lot, and knowing the information about the lady who passed away in the garage probably scared me a little. Seeing that I was clearly stressed out at home, my mother-in-law ordered my husband to fly home that weekend and for us to wa just in case. 
An onang ritual is performed by a shaman for many reasons. In our case, my mother-in-law wanted to make sure that I was okay, especially with the new baby coming. My husband's parents asked my parents to help out at this ritual since they could not be there. It was a small event. We did not invite a lot of people. My parents hired our family shaman to perform the ritual. The main goal was to figure out if there was anything dangerous around me that caused me to feel scared. I helped the shaman set up her altar at our place and it began. She had my husband and I sit at her shaman bench while she said a few words. Although I tried to listen to what she was saying, I did not understand a lot of what she was saying. It was something along the lines of asking guardians to watch and to protect us from danger. She circled us with her iron sword. When she was done, she asked us to cross the sword. Unfortunately, I don't know the significance of this. I noticed her prepping to enter the spiritual world. She covered her face with this red cloth so that she could see the spiritual world. The ritual went on for some time when she all of a sudden jumped onto the bench and everything went quiet. She switched back and forth between speaking in tongues and speaking in Hmong. Me, being my Americanized self, didn't think to listen to what she was saying. At this time, I also happened to be sitting close with my mom. I was giving her a shoulder massage. All of a sudden, my mom said in Hmong to the shaman, Ask who it is. That alerted my ears. The shaman was yelling in the air for something to stop bothering me and that it is not its place and that it needed to leave. At this exact moment, the shaman's assistant stood up and started to wave incense sticks around the room. He said a few blessings and asked someone to open our front door. It looked like he was chasing something out of our door. My mom whispered to me that the shaman said something has been following me. They don't know who it is and she is negotiating with it to go away. I assume they successfully chased it out because the shaman transitioned to my husband next. His situation is a little different from mine and less severe, so I won't mention it. The rest of the ritual went accordingly. My parents will not tell me what the shaman saw. I wonder if it's a superstitious thing. I don't think I'll ever get to know. I have some theories, though. If you listen to my podcast, I have an episode called Are We Taking Them Home? In this episode, I mention weird things that have been happening around me since the day my husband and I left a Jean-Ma event. And remember, our Jean-Ma event is basically when a family comes together to plan a funeral after someone passes. And one of the weird things that happened was while I was driving home that night, my husband asked if we were taking the people in the back of my car home. My husband was half asleep at that time, and there was absolutely no one in the car except for us. I'm not going to explain the whole story again. You can find that episode if you're interested. There is another part to the story that I have not told yet. There was this one time we had a couple of friends over for some drinks, and I guess you can say everyone had a bit too much. I had my friends sober up and leave for the night. I usually fix a late night snack for us to eat after a night of drinking. It was just me and my husband now. All of a sudden, he asked me, do you ever think of dying? I shook my head no not knowing where this conversation was going to go. And then he said, well, you're next. At this point, I was pretty tired, so I decided that we were just going to go to bed. I cleaned up really quick, and then I had him follow me to bed. 
The strange thing about all of this was that for some reason, he did not seem himself. He seemed almost possessed. We were in our room and I was fixing our bed when all of a sudden he mentions that there is a ghost lady in the room and she wants to make trouble. I shrugged it off and I told him to just go to sleep. We never really talked about it after that night. I am reflecting on our relationship and we are pretty content with each other. We barely argue. Our arguments are usually over silly couple things like what to eat for dinner or who is going to take out the trash. Could it be that whatever was following me is this ghost lady that my husband mentioned was trying to create trouble? Maybe it's that old lady that died in the garage. Maybe it's something totally different. Maybe me telling ghost stories is attracting spirits my way. Maybe it's just all a coincidence and everything is going to be just fine. I hope this story does not continue. Thank you for listening to Mix in the Dark. I am your host, Mai Ying. Mix in the Dark is available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast series. If you have a story that you would like to share, please send it to mixinthedark at gmail.com. If there's a story that you really enjoyed, feel free to hit up my tip jar on Venmo. Just search Mix in the Dark on the business tab.